Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. I'm going to try not to get preachy today as much as uh, help you to understand the times that we're in right now. And I'm going to read out of three different places, and I want to connect the dots before I read them. Hebrews chapter number 12. I want to connect the dots. I'm fitting to, uh, I'm, about, I'm fitting to, I'm about to connect the dots between a shaking that always comes at transition. Uh, I, got, I was so busy for the last two weeks seeking the face of God, I didn't take time to seek a sermon from God. Some of y'all didn't catch that. <laughs> so I don't have a sermon. I'm just going to share with you our dialogue. And God said, I, I need you to prepare the people because he spoke to me and I prophesied over y'all last year that we would be as the sons of Issachar to understand the times. Uh, Josh said it. Rosetta got on some stuff I want to talk about. Uh, so I'm going to read three passages of scriptures and I want to connect the dots before I read them so you'll understand. Number one, you're going to see that uh, we're, God spoke to me and said that our nation, our world, and the church is in the middle of the transition of power. Look at America. Two of the highest offices at the same time. Whether you agree with that or not, it don't matter. Two of the highest offices at the same time are about to be flipped one way or the other. The Supreme Court and the President of the United States of America. And God said, just like there is about to be a transferal of power in the natural realm, the same thing is going on in the spirit realm. A transfer of power, and I want you to write this down, a transition of power. In other words, you as an individual and the body of Christ and America and the world is in a place of transition. And every time there's a transition in your life, it comes with a shaking. Things get shook up in transition. I mean, we could just, from being born to growing, going from childhood to adolescence, from adolescence to puberty, and there's a shaking time that's uncomfortable. Uh, I, I was just praying a while ago, and I walking over here praying, I seen this threshold. And that threshold is an instrument of transition. It allows you to transition from this dimension into another dimension. And the threshold is put there so you won't stumble in your transition. So God spoke to me and said, you as individuals, I may expose some of them tonight, today, us as a church, us as a nation are in transition, but there is a threshold of grace to help you make the transition without tripping over it. Without stumbling and falling. So I want to try to identify that just for 30 minutes if I can. Uh, Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 26. 
The Bible says, and I'm starting right in the middle, but it says, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he promised yet once more, I'll shake not the earth only, but also heaven. He's talking about when they transitioned from being a bunch of slaves to being a nation, the family of God. It was on Mount Sinai and it shook. And it was such a place of transition that the Bible says they trembled because they was used to being slaves and in the wilderness. And, but God was moving them into being a family. And God said, like that shaking that took you from being uh, servants to sons, he said there's about to be another shaking. Read it with me. Yes, once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word yet once more signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made. He said this shaking is designed to move some things away from you and out of you that was not created by me. Somebody say ideologies, faulty mindsets, past experiences, good or bad. He said, so that the things that are made, that those things that cannot be shaken may remain. He said, after I get through shaking, the only thing that will be left is anything of eternal value. So some of you are in a shaking right now. The church corporately is in a shaking right now. And if you don't understand it, you'll fight it. You'll not know how to embrace it. You'll not know how to, with grace, go from this dimension to the next dimension. Wherefore, we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Uh, write down or turn to Ephesians 1.16. And I, I think I'll, I'll not read it because it's lengthy, but I want you to write it down and I want to tell you what it says. I'm going to go on somewhere else. Ephesians 1, 16 through 23. And, and what it is, come on, it's, it's the prayer of Paul. Paul said, there's going to be a transfer of power. The power of God transferred to Jesus and then that same power transferred from Jesus to the church. And he said, so I'm praying for you that you'll understand it. That's what that whole passage is about. Paul said, I'm praying that you will understand what's going on in your life right now so that you can make the transition without tripping over the threshold. And in that scriptures, it shows that God's power was transferred to Christ and he walked on earth in the power and demonstration of God. And then Jesus was set at the right hand of God and transferred that power to us. And Paul said, that's such a big deal. I got to pray for you to understand it. Now turn to Isaiah 22. I'm connecting these. So number one, there's a shaking going on. Number two, Paul said, I pray that you understand it. Point number three is in Isaiah 22. I'm going to show you what it looks like. Are you there? Isaiah 22, verse 20. 
And it shall come to pass in that day that I'm going to call Eliakim, which means raised up by God, the son of Hilkiah, and I'm going to clothe him with your robe. I'm going to strengthen him with your girdle, and I'm going to commit the government unto his hand, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, to the house of Judah. And look, and the key of the house of David am I going to lay on his shoulder. He's going to open, none shall shut. He shall shut and none shall open and I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place. We're talking about the church. And he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house and they shall hang upon him all the glory of the father's house, the offspring and the issue, all the vessels, large and great, it's talking about. I've already started and I'm gonna talk to you just a few more minutes that God began to speak to me going out of last year and said that there's about to be a transfer of power. There's about to be a transmitting of power like never before. He also spoke to me the other day. I'm going to be really bold. I'm not, you're not used to this. But there was a prophetic word that went out that there were seven waves coming. Seven waves were coming. Well, we experienced the first wave in 2020. But God spoke to me and said, there's six more coming. There's six more waves coming over the next six years. There's going to be seven years of these waves that are going to keep coming. They're going to keep coming. The first one came and, uh, under color of biological warfare, if you will. COVID. Sickness, this disease is spreading like crazy. Accompanying with that was natural disasters like we've never seen before. Huh? Anybody seen we got another one? Did y'all see its target? <laughs> Louisiana, we, we are a... Just one one after another to the, to the point to where nobody who lives in this country can sit back and say 2020 has been pretty normal. Uh, no, in the world. Amen. And it's, it's just a wave that's coming and it's bringing a shaking. And it's shaking everything from our economy to our news media to the body of Christ. He said, I shook the earth one time, but now I'm going to shake heaven and earth. Now both realms are in a great big shaking. Amen. And in the first second, you really can't see the outcome of what it's really going to look like, but it's going to materialize over the next year, six years of things that are being shaken. And God, and, and in the shaking, there are some things that were there before the shaking that will not be there after the shaking. And for some, that's a good thing. Amen. The, and if you understand this, then you're going to be like a surfer. You're going to be like a surfer. What does a surfer do when the waves come? Huh? He don't face that wave and say, I'm going to beat this thing. You know, I, I'm going to attack this thing head on. I'm going to beat this thing. No, he knows how to get up on top of that wave. And then all of a sudden, he gets to see things from a perspective nobody else is getting to see simply because of the wave. Are you listening to me? So if we understand the times with every wave that begins to come, 
God's going to allow you to mount up with wings as eagles to get on top of that wave and soar at a level, amen, like you have never soared at before. But I need to give you some instruction. If you don't understand this shaking, because you see, God's going to shake your mindsets. He's going to shake situations and circumstances. In other words, you're going to be put in predicaments that had you not been put in them, you wouldn't have seen some character flaws that you have. Oh, y'all ain't going to help me, are you? Amen. If, if everything was just as smooth, you couldn't be prepared to go to the next dimension when that character flaw is hindering you from this great deposit that is coming from God to the body of Christ. There's about to be a transferal of power on the body of Christ to become the legislative body that begins to govern this planet in the spirit. And you are being prepared through a shaking. Through a shaking. And you know what I found out as far as you, you, you Bible thumpers, you Bible believers, one of the greatest, hardest, most frustrating shakings that you're going to go through is when your theology gets shaken. Oh, you better listen to me. I don't know if I'll give you my personal testimony, but it's happening in me right now. Your theology. And the reason this is going to be the hardest on you is because for the most part of you, your theology is not wrong. It's just limited. It's just limited. So God will have to bring a shaking to your theology, to the way you see God. You're, you're, uh, are y'all listening to me now? I'm trying to help you uh, of, of how you see God. Your experiences in God are about to be shaken. Because see, you, you'll get to, God said, oh no, no, no. It's not that your theology is wrong. It's just too narrow and I'm so much bigger than your theology. So I got to shake things up to get you seeing me on a grander scale. Can I help somebody? That's all that's happening in your life. And if you don't realize that, you'll begin to fight against anything outside your ideology. Even your Christian experiences. People have built doctrines and churches on one Christian experience with God. And that's all God does. And, and so when you pray for revival, that's what you're praying for. You're, you're praying for that one experience again. Amen. And if you reach that experience, God was in the house. That's true. That's true. But God said, no, I'm bringing a shaking to make you realize. I don't care how deep you've been with God, how many experiences you had with God. I promise you, you just caught a glimpse of me. And there are experiences outside I have dimensions outside. And what's happened is, are y'all with me? Denominations have been built and judged other denominations because they're having experience that does not line up with your experience. That can't be God. I've never felt like God like that. I've never seen God like that. So God is trying to raise up a people who will not limit him because when you limit him, you limit his power. When you limit him, you limit his presence. Come on, I'm trying to prepare this church for the next six years of shaking that's going to bring us to the point to where you're not sitting over here, come on, judging somebody over here having this experience with God and you're not judging somebody over here. You're just seeing on a grander scale. Wow, I didn't even know God moved like that. I didn't know he talked like that. I didn't know he's... 
I didn't know he would intervene like that. So this shaking is, is, is coming and you've got to understand what's going on. Wait a minute. Amen. You think it's confusion and it's direction from God. I'm confused now because I thought God could only move in this spectrum here and now I'm starting to catch glimpses of Him from another perspective and I'm trying to squeeze God back in my little box and I'm confused. I come to help you know it's a wave that's not trying to confuse you because God's not the author of confusion. He's the God of expansion. And He's shaking us to prepare us for the transferal of power. Look at it this way. Remember, I'm not preaching. Listen to this scripture, Kobe. Give. I loved your little offering speech. Give, and it shall be given to you. Wait a minute. You mean there's going to come a pressing and a shaking before advancement? Oh my God, are y'all catching it? The word press literally means to arrest. It means to apprehend. It means to capture. Amen. He said, when you start moving from one dimension of glory to the next one, God will start pressing on some ideology that was good for that level, but it's going to hinder you in the next level. So you're under a pressing and a shaking. Here, get, get this, Tammy. Shaking means agitate. It means to agitate. I wish I could pull that up on my phone. Right, quick. It means to agitate. It means to, to disgruntle, to throw things out of the world. So in other words, what he's saying is that scripture that you love to quote, give and it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Amen. Have you ever bought butter beans? It's the country's cornbread here, huh? <laughs> Huh? You can fill that basket up and they're all laying there <laughs> and they all, uh, not butter beans, uh, purple old peas. I don't eat butter beans. Amen. And they're all laying there and they all got their space. Amen. And, and you can call it a bushel if you want to. You can call this the fullness if you want to or you can take that bushel is anybody listening to me? <laughs> huh? And you can start shaking it and you can start pressing it down and the, the purple up peas are saying, oh my God, why am I going through this? This don't make sense. And, and the farmer's saying, you crazy? I'm making room for more butter beans. <laughs> I mean, some more black eyed peas, something, some kind of bean. Is anybody listening to me? That's what's going on in your life right now. Amen. You think that it's uh, uh, political partisan being pushed between you. No, it's God shaking us to realize uh, you got animosity in your heart against your brother. Amen. You're, you're letting your political party divide you and I'm going to shake you. <laughs> Thank you, Paul Paul. Flukey's Paul Paul. And if you don't understand this season, guess what? You will bail out on God before he gets you pressed. You will bail out on God and all he was doing was preparing you for more. More of him. More of him. Amen. He said, I'm going to say. And then all of a sudden I understood the scripture. Amen. Where it says. Uh, <laughs> pray for me, Kamal. I just had a brain. I just forgot. 
Oh, he said, nobody, thank you, Holy Ghost. (laughs) Nobody in their right mind takes a new piece of cloth and sews it on an old garment. Because when you try to take the new and sew it to your old way of doing things and your old ideology, he said, it'll start pulling the fabric of your innermost being apart. He said, so what do you got to do? You got to make the whole garment new. Just make the whole garment. God said, there's a shaking going on in your life right now. Amen. Not that the way you thought was wrong before. Not because, it's just because that level of thinking will not prosper on this new dimension of power and authority. God, are y'all listening to me this morning? He said, he said, nobody puts new wine in old wineskins. He said, you got to make the bottle new. Huh? Amen. The old wine was good for yesterday. Obviously. It was good. And it did what it was supposed to do. And we drank it. And we lived on it. We lived, we, we, we lived on that level, but now that it's emptied, there's a new wave coming. And God said, this wave is so new, I can't pour it in your old way of doing things. So I got to shake things up a little bit. And it's uncomfortable. It's being arrested. It's being agitated. Somebody just wave at me if you're kind of feeling something there. Amen. And here's what God will do. He'll use those closest to you. You're, you're, oh my God, you're wanting to separate from those of a different party. You want to separate those from a different color. You want to separate, oh, come on now, those who don't believe like you believe, amen. Are you listening to me? But God said, no, I put all y'all together because I need somebody contrary to my will to build character. Come on, preach this. That's what a true body looks like. But no, we get one thing wrong in the body. I'll quit that church. I'll go somewhere where everybody believes like I believe and does what I do and jumps when I jump. Huh? I told Taylor, I just feed off her worship. Amen. But some of us may be offended with that. So we'll get in our little groups when everybody looks the same, everybody believes the same. And guess what? There's no room for the shaking in our lives. And we're stuck. Stuck. So God said, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing a shaking. I'm shaking. Amen. That so I can reveal your true intent and your true heart. I'm shaking things so you can grow in character because it's all about the transfer I'm about to put on my body. I need you to be able to function in every dimension. Mm. I, I need you to be able to flow in every dimension because I'm about to transfer power and authority on you and if you ain't careful you'll be like John y'all remember the beloved John who laid his head on Jesus' chest he found another church down there that was worshiping different from them and he said let's call down fire and kill them huh really we we don't realize it but that's the way we are sometimes and we want God to give us power to call down fire he said no I'm going to put you through the shaking first and I'm going to shake it. And, and, and that's where the body of Christ is. That's where you are as individuals. Some of you don't even realize that's going on with your spouses. It goes on in your own household. It goes on with brothers and sisters that you work with. Amen. Just to shake and to show you that, div- listen to this. 
Division usually comes from somebody who worships their opinion. And not God. I'm going to say it this way. Division usually comes from people who worships their ideology and not God. When I worship my belief system as it relates to politics, whatever the case may be, when I worship that above the love of God, then I become your enemy. And the church is falling for this. Do you have a right to opinion? Absolutely. Well, let me take that a little bit deeper on your opinion. Let me, let me tell you why a church can be totally unified in spite of all of our differences. Can we go just a little further? It's really early this morning. He said, I'm, I'm shaking things up again. And Rosetta said it, and I'm going to repeat it. What you got to be careful of is you're praying for something or maybe expecting your church and church body to be a certain way or you're expecting God to do a certain thing, but you're praying through the prism of your experiences. So if God moves Outside of what you thought it should be, you will fight against the miracle of God. You'll, you'll reject it. You, you won't understand. This is the hand of God. He's just moving in a way that he sees has eternal value, not your little temporal gratification. Mm, I, I think God's really wanting to express that. I can give you an example with the praise team. Last Sunday morning, they came over here to practice and the glory of God filled this church during practice. And God was so pleased with what was going on, he just sat down in here. Well, we're not used to that. That's not what we do. They come practice. They get ready to entertain you. So you'll be pleased with the service. So they shut down God's presence for the people. And didn't realize God says, I'm trying to take this past your paradigm. Why? Why? I'm here and I'm being entertained. Why do you want to block this to entertain them? Oh, are, are y'all listening to me? To entertain the people, to make sure the people come in comfortably, everybody's greeted. And so when we discovered this, we made a pact between one another. We would no longer host the people, we will host the presence. So, so this morning, if you felt uncomfortable when you come in, guess what? It was a shaking because it ain't about you. They took us to a place in God's presence and we said, who cares if we get a prayer before we open the service? Who cares if we follow protocol? The presence of the king is in this house. Let's just go with it. Is anybody listening to me? Those are the things that's beginning to happen. 
And he's going to turn it upside down so it can be right side up. See, little thing. And it was funny, me and the elders were kind of talking about it. Or me and some of the guys were kind of talking about it. Amen. And they was telling me what happened. I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, my God. We can't allow that to happen anymore. And through discussion, we realized that we were following programs instead of presence. We were following people instead of presence. Amen. But it's, it's kind of uncomfortable. But that's the shaking that's going on in live church. So I'm here to preach today and prepare you that things are not going to look like they've always looked like. Huh? Amen. I've been out of the pulpit for a long time, but seems like the service before I left, story left the platform and went to marching around the church. I thought the rapture's going to take place. That girl moving out, I, Jesus said, this sign's wonders and miracles. This is the end time event. <laughs> huh? Amen. Did you have trouble doing that story? Did you fight it? It's because God was shaking and said, I'm going to get a little pride or whatever. I don't know what your devil is. Amen. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm giving her a, an opportunity to obey me on another level so you can, I can trust you with a greater degree of my power. I need you to understand what's going on in your life. Either you're going to embrace the shaking. Sometimes a lost job ain't nothing but the shaking of God to make me realize where my faith is founded on, where my peace is founded on, what my joy is founded on. All of a sudden I realized I thought I had joy till I lost. And then all of a sudden it brings things to perspective because the shaking brings things to the surface. I need you to look at your neighbor right now and tell them, do you know what time it is? Now, I need, I need you to make a vow with me as Life Church. Would you make a vow with me? How we handle this first wave is going to determine and prepare us for the next wave. Next year. It's coming next year. What's it going to be? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I got my surfboard ready. And I'm, going, and I'm, going, I'm not going to be depressed. I'm not going to live in fear. We're going to ride the wave. We're going to ride the wave. And that wave is going to wash some stuff out that needed to go. And it's going to bring some stuff over. I was praying about that, meditating on that wave. And you know, I, I was taught in school, I think. I think they taught me this. That it's the waves that sweeps the ocean floor. God said, these waves are just going to cleanse. It's going to cleanse me of my ideology. It's going to cleanse me of my perceived perception of everything. And it's going to leave nothing but the perception of God. Having said that, I'm going to close that with this. Am I helping anybody yet? I don't know what you're going through, but it's a shaking. And you can argue whether God is actually doing the shaking or not. It doesn't matter. Satan works for God. He ain't nothing but an employee. Satan ain't got nothing on God. In other words, Satan, God don't let Satan do anything outside of his will. God's in control is what I'm trying to say. No matter what's going on in your life. Whether you want to call it God or not, you can call it this. God's going to take the shaking and take you to another dimension. But if we connect... This is what God taught me, and I think it's in Romans 1 and 20. Write that scripture down. 
that God said you can understand the things of the Spirit by looking at the things of nature. I love that scripture and I love that concept. So in other words, God said you are without excuse because I'm going to use natural stuff for you to understand my presence, my attributes, and the Godhead. That's big, ain't it? That I can look at natural events because God is God over everything and begin to understand the that are visible and understand the invisible. And he said, just like there is a transition of power going on in the two highest offices. Let me throw this in here right here. The proof that there's always a shaking and transfer of power is what our nation goes through every four years. Every four years, our nation goes into this attack, don't it? Just this year, it's magnified. Why? Because of the threat of the transfer of power. Well, there's a Supreme Court justice that's about to fill the vacant seat. And when she takes that oath, they're going to put a black robe on her. They're going to put a black robe on her. And when they put that black robe on her, it's supposed to, I mean, I don't know if it will or not, we'll see. It's supposed to cover her opinions, her desires, her preferences, her ideology. It's supposed to be cloaked under a robe that is much higher than her. her. I need you to catch this. And of course, Supreme Court justices have failed to do that in a lot of ways. But when they put that on her, that means you've been robed with the doctrine of the United States Constitution. And you no longer have a right to your opinion. And by swearing, she's swearing, I submit to this responsibility. That today, when I put this on, Amy Barrett dies and the Constitution comes alive. Well, the scriptures I read to you was, he said, I'm going to put, Isaiah 22, I'm going to put my robe on you and I'm going to put my girdle of strength on you. God is positioning you and I to receive the robe and the girdle. But this scripture says, are y'all still with me? The scripture says this transfer of power is not going to organizations, institutions, or denominations. It's going to the family. It's in that scripture. The government shall be of a father. It's, it's going to a unified family. In other words, the most, what family? The family of God. The sons and daughters of God are about to be robed. Not the children of God, the sons of God. I need y'all to catch this. Because children does not yet bear the character and the attributes of the father. They're still tails, children, sport brats are not ready for the robe. But sons, 
Sons possess the character of the father. And he says, that's the ones that's about to be roped. I don't know if y'all are catching this right now. So there's a lot of Christians who will never uh, stand ready for the transferal of the power that's coming to the church because we're a bunch of, of immature children of God. But Romans 8 says, the whole earth is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. Oh my God, are, are y'all getting, I told you I wasn't going to preach. I'm just sharing what God's teaching me. He said, my robe will only be placed on those who possess my character. They have my DNA. So you're not ready for the transfer of power until your opinion no, more, no longer matters. How you see the situation is irrelevant. You have now been robed with the robe of righteousness and the belt of truth. What truth? Not your truth, not the Democrat truth, not the Republican truth. You've been robed with the truth of the word and the will of God and that's how you make your judgment. He said there's going to be a transfer of power it's going to be on those who I can trust to understand I've been robed with another character and another nature, which leads me to this position of unity. That if we're all wearing the same robe, which was handed down from Jesus Christ, then we are going to be saying the same thing. We're going to be declaring the same thing. One spirit, one faith, one baptism. So, the two touchy subjects I started off talking about, abortion and homosexuality, now that I've been robed with the righteousness of God and I have the belt, belt of truth around my waist, I don't have the right to voice my opinion about homosexuality. You ask me, what do you think about homosexuality? I'll tell you right quick. I don't have a right to opinion you ask me about abortion, killing babies. I'll tell you right quick, as complicated as that is, I don't have a right to throw out my opinion. Amen. I, I have been robed with the constitution of heaven. And I must judge every circumstance and situation, you with me, Kenny, by the constitution of heaven. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'm thinking, man, I would have maybe made a different decision. Amen. Guess what? Can I take it on down to your house? Amen. When you sit down at your TV, you don't get to watch what you want to watch. Can I help you? When you turn on your computer, you don't get to look at what you want to look at. Amen. Because you've been robed with the righteousness of God and everything you watch, everything that you look at must come within the boundaries of the Constitution. Guess what? Sometimes I want to tell you stuff based on your actions. Come on. Are y'all ready for more power? You're playing for more power. I'm telling you there's a shaking going on in your life to prepare you for. Sometimes I want to respond to you differently, but all of a sudden I realize I've been robed and I have the girdle of truth and I represent a nation greater than myself. I represent a God. Is anybody getting this right quick? We'll get out for noon. And if you're one of those who keeps making your own decisions, talking like you want to talk, 
responding like you want to respond. I'm not saying you're not a child of God. But I can tell you, you haven't reached the status. You have position as a child of God, but no status as a son of God who is ready to be robed with a greater dominion of authority. I'll close out one more time. Was this the third? Fourth. Jimbo's counting. I'll close out with this scripture. Write it down. Galatians 4 and 1. An heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he be Lord of all. But is under governors and tutors until the appointed time of the Father. I need you to get ready, life church. I need you to grow up. It is no longer about missing hell and going to heaven. It's about becoming mature, robe-wearing, legislative assembly of God that's given the devil hell. I don't know how else to say it. Tearing down the kingdoms of darkness. Legislating the will of God. Raising our right hand. That's our altar call today. Stand with me all over this place and raise your right hand. As you lay Fred. <laughs> to his defense, he had something in his right hand. Do you know... That when you're in the court of law and you raise your right hand and you said, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God. From then on, any lie is plagiarism. Any lie is punishable by the court of law. So you might not want your hand up yet. <laughs> Whoo, them hands are dropping like flies. No. As one of the lead pastors here, I need you to know you're probably going through an individual shaking, but it's so God can give you more of him. He ain't trying to kill you. He ain't trying to push you down or put his foot on your neck. No, he's preparing you. You know when, uh, uh, sure I'm getting tired. You know when you prune the, uh, uh, John 15 said, when you start bearing fruit, I'm going to prune you so you can bring forth more fruit. You think you're being cut. No, you're being cultivated. For more of God. Our altar call right now is raise your right hand. It's our prayer. It's our prayer. Father, Father, I really don't want you repeating after me, but I'm going to pray out loud and you pray what you want to. Father, I do solemnly swear that I, my life will be governed by the constitution of, an, of, of, a, of a heavenly kingdom. Father, I do solemnly swear, amen, to make my judgments based upon your will. Come on, is anybody praying? I do solemnly swear, oh Lord God, not to let my differences divide me from my brothers and my sisters. I, I, I do solemnly swear, oh Lord God, that my character is going to match the character of my king. Somebody just pray just a minute. Right hand is raised saying, Lord, right now, Father, I am positioning myself to, for an impartation of power. 
I'm positioning myself for a, a transferal of power that's coming upon the body of Christ. Come on, I, I need you to make a commitment corporately. Father, we as Life Church, we as Life Church, we just lift our right hand unto you, O Lord God, and we dedicate Life Church to you to be a legislative body that you could begin to tear down strongholds that you could begin to break the bondages. Come on, will somebody make a bow with me right now, Lord? God, we don't want to use this building as a, a house of escapism to escape this world, to get to heaven. We want this to be a, 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 a judicial household, oh Lord God, that we're used to, <coughs> to strip the garment of heaviness off people and put on them a garment of praise. Come on, church, to pray right now. God, prepare us for transition. And I need you to pray right now, body of Christ. God, give us grace to make the transition. Give me grace, God. You're stretching my theology. You're stretching my ideology. You're, you're, you're stretching me beyond what I know is you, oh Lord God. Come on, God, give me the grace. Give me the grace, oh Father God, to make the transition without stumbling and falling. Give me the grace, oh Lord God. Give me the grace right now, Father, to see you outside my experience, to be able to see you outside my little paradigm that I put you in, oh Lord God. Give me the grace, oh Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.